0: Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up, hey, look up.
1: Welcome and good afternoon to the Looking Up show on this July 6, 2022, very wet day indeed. But we're here. Praise the Lord.
2: Praise the Lord.
1: We've got Shell and you just heard the wonderful Sharissa and Danny. (laughs) Um, So we're all here today and we're so looking forward to Being with you wherever you are listening to us from around Australia, wherever it may be on Faith FM, whether it's 87.6, 87.8 or 88.0, or you've got your own FM dial that the Lord has brought you to, (laughs) we praise the Lord and we pray that you'll be thoroughly blessed. So we've got another exciting show for you this afternoon. It's huge, 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 huge. It's
2: huger than last week.
1: It's huger than last week. Today we're going to be going through... Current events that that clearly describe the words of Jesus from two thousand years ago, as we continue through this journey in Matthew twenty-four and those um, connected chapters in Luke and Mark. So, mm-hmm. Charissa, I'm,
2: I'm particularly excited about it because you know when Jesus said, "When you see these things," he said, "Don't let your hearts be troubled." Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why I'm so glad that our listeners are tuning in to Looking Up right now, Mm -hmm. because yes, the world's in a turmoil. Yes, there's a lot going on, but there's a lot to live for and to look forward Mm. to when you love the Lord. So keep looking up.
1: That's why we call it the Looking Up show, because of the words of Jesus when he said, when you see all these things come to pass, look up, because your redemption is drawing near, and literally this afternoon we are going to share with you things that you are aware of on our front page, um, news headlines, but we're going to connect them with Scripture. We're going to connect them with some history as well. And you're going to discover that indeed the coming of Jesus is near even at the door. So it's very exciting. It's a message you want to share with your friends and your family. Um, If you'd like to connect with us, we'd love to hear from you. Last week we had a few questions come in and a few comments, and that's always very exciting. And we will look to... Answer your questions um, on air during our program. Our Faith FM uh, looking up number. Our specific number that we have for our show is o four triple eight one seven six two four. That's o four triple eight one seven six two four. Send us your send us your questions, uh, your comments, or even prayer requests. Whatever it is, and we will include that in this afternoon show. Sounds good. Yeah, so we're looking forward to this, Charissa, and um, it's wet out there. There's been a lot of it flooding, is, yes. um, and some of our folk may be flooded out, but this yes. is a good time to tune in and listen up.
3: Absolutely. So we're
1: going to share a few more things with you as we go along um, in this program. But in the meantime, uh, sit back and enjoy this beautiful song from Tim and Abby, and it's focused on Luke chapter 12, verses 22 to 26. So let's listen in to this scripture song. Enjoyed that lovely song, and you are on the Looking Up Show. If you've just joined us, a big warm welcome to each and every one of you, and I especially am praying for and keeping in our thoughts those who may be affected by the floods yes. yet again. And we're going to be talking about that um, in a little bit, as well as many other current events uh, in light of Bible prophecy, because uh, the the prophetic wheels seem to be speeding up, Charissa.
2: They always do feel that way on Wednesday, don't they? <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Maybe it's because we kind of look at you know the various um, uh, world events that connect with Bible prophecy yeah. over the course of a week. Yeah. Um, but, and when you
2: actually take the time to stop and yeah. think about it, it's like, oh, wow.
1: <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is quite incredible. So um, for those who'd like to connect with us, um, our phone number is o four triple eight one seven six two four. That's o four triple eight one seven six two four. If you want to text us a question, a comment, or a prayer request, um, or you have an interest in studying the Bible, you want to you want to learn more from the Bible. You want someone to study with you. We're we're here to provide um, whatever whatever assistance we can to help you on your journey, so you, you can be looking up, preparing for that great and awesome day. Amen. So we also have an app, Sharissa. Tell us about the app that uh, people can have so they can listen to the looking up show anywhere, anytime and yes. and even past episodes.
2: Well, I would highly recommend everybody gets the app because there are certain places I know in the Newcastle area where we just don't have radio tower coverage. But mm. if you get the app, as so long as you have data, you can have access to a clear line, clear signal um, for Faith FM. And also you can go back and listen to all previous episodes as podcasts. And there's some other really cool, neat features on the app too. So go to the App Store or the Google Store, I think, for um, Android and, uh, yeah, get the app, Faith FM.
1: Mm, absolutely. And you were sharing with me, Sharissa, that you bumped into someone um, uh, who was looking up and <laughs> listening to the show. That's
2: so? No wonder I bumped into them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Well, they bumped into you. Well,
2: or. yeah, we had a, a very exciting dinner mm-hmm. on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. You and I were both there, yeah. actually. And, Faith um, FM dinner. Yeah, Lyle was there, Shel's mm-hmm. husband. Shel was on babysitting duty.
1: <laughs> Robbie Hogan. Bergen. Bergen. Bergen, what did I say Hergen. Where did I get Hergen from?
2: I have no idea, but that's a good one.
1: <laughs> Poor Robbie, I hope he's not listening. <laughs> Robbie
2: always listens to our podcast. Oh no! <laughs> I'm I
1: think I'm going to be cancelled. This listening. might be my last program, folks. So it's been lovely knowing you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robbie he's Bergen is our general
4: manager. He's the
1: general manager of Faith FM, and yeah,
2: here and I am, content, just completely
1: mucking up his surname.
2: That's all right.
1: I should have just stuck with Robbie.
2: Yeah, well, Robbie was there, and Lawson from the mm. Breakfast Show was there as well. So it was, it was yes. yeah, it was a lot of familiar voices, and we got to meet some people from the community. Yeah, that was pretty special. Yeah, Actually, absolutely. one guy and I'm not sure if you're listening, but Steve, I met. Got mm. to meet Steve. Top he, guy. Got, yeah. You got to meet yeah, Steve too. We, we it won. was an interesting thing. He says, "I've been listening to you for a long time." <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea who he was, but he knew who we were, so that yeah. was really sweet.
1: Yeah. I'm waiting for my wife to say that to me one day, <laughs> honey. I want to listen to you more. <laughs> Yeah. I might be waiting a while. I might be waiting a while. There was a guy you told me from, um, uh, was it Adelaide? Yeah, South so Australia.
2: this, is, this was uh, Robbie was sharing. Oh, Robbie was sharing, yeah, yeah, yeah. at he, church. Yeah, he took the service for us at Hamilton mm-hmm. on Sabbath morning. And yeah, he was sharing about how Faith FM is impacting lives around Australia, mm-hmm. different people tuning in, some on the road and whatever. And yeah, he shared about some guy who must have tuned into um, a program we did Ages ago, and we were just talking about Seventh-day Sabbath, mm-hmm. and uh, a comment was made during the program you know, that the Sabbath wasn't made just for the Jews, and I think he might have been of Jewish mm, heritage. I think that's what you should, yeah. And it just hit him like a bolt of lightning, like, what? <laughs> it's for everybody? And he got studying and ended up finding a Sabbath-keeping Seventh-day Adventist wow. church. and became a baptized member of that. Praise entrance. the Lord.
1: So, if you're yeah. listening to us, my friend, you know exactly who you are. We just want to, yeah, just praise the Lord for the way he led and guided you. So that's fantastic. All right, Sharissa. Um,
2: yeah, where this do we week, start?
1: Where do we start? Let's start in our part of the world here. Um, All right. For those who may be listening from the rain or flood affected areas um, here in Australia, Along the east coast here, in particular, you know, down I guess around Wollongong, all the way up to central, up all the way up to Central Coast, Lake Macquarie, into Newcastle. Uh, there's been major flooding once again, and yeah. um, you know, our hearts go out to the people who have been flooded yet again. Mm-hmm. I remember reading. Um,
2: Actually. Go go, yeah you go ahead, you go uh, ahead. there's um Lloyd Groman who does the Aussie pastor program yeah. on on faith FM also he has a studio I believe on a farm property they have and he was putting he put on Facebook this morning I think it was that the whole bottom level of his studio was flooded so they lost all their equipment on that bottom level but wow. the upper level is okay but that's that's just the one person that's lives yeah, I think they were
1: saying about forty-five, fifty thousand people yeah. have been impacted mm-hmm. by the floods, especially those living on the Hawkesbury River. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, horrible. I read this. Um, I read this news article. So sad. A uh, lady by the name of Judy White, and uh, her home is there in northwest Sydney, and she has been flooded out three times in the last four months. Wow! Can you believe that three times in four months? You know. Than the Nepean River, uh, you know, peaked once again um, where she lives, and you know, there's a picture of her, and she's standing, you know, waist deep in mm-hmm. her front yard, and there's, you know, and it's just horrible. And the problem is, you know, people people can't even sell their homes. A lot yeah. of them want to move out of there, but who's going to buy those homes? That's right. um, so it's it's a real it's a real dilemma, and they're calling on the government. Mm-hmm. So if there's any government leaders out there that have got any influence in this space. I'm calling out to you, let's do something to help these people. You know, the government should really buy these properties Mm -hmm. because in these flood zones, you know, this is uninhabitable. I mean, this is happening more and more and um, there's no guarantee there's not going to be another flood either this year or next year. They just seem to be happening more and more. And that's in line with what Jesus said.
2: Yeah. And, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we'll talk more about that
1: we certainly will, we certainly will so it 's interesting when you take a look at um, all these all these statistics um regarding that, so you know climate change once again that always that always comes into the picture um, when disasters like this strike but it 's not just see we 've got floods here, but in the United States of America right now um, in their in their major growing districts, there. Um, they've got major, major drought.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Major drought. Yeah. And I mean, your husband's from the US. Your in laws are here. And my
2: parents in law are here, and they keep saying, you know, we they wish listen we to could our swap show. the rain.
1: They listen to our well, show. Who knows?
2: Maybe they're listening they right might now. Be listening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But
2: yeah, they say, could we swap the rain?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll
2: take our rain, we can have their dry. <laughs> That's so, so
1: nice. yeah, so so we're dealing with that, you know, the, the, the largest or the main river in Italy mm-hmm. is at record lows. Mm. Um, and so that's impacting, you know, farm produce. Yeah. And so whether it's whether it's droughts in, in one part of the world or floods in another part of the world, um, it just seems to be our world seems to be really tipped upside down when it comes to the environment and the climate. Mm-hmm. And so yeah i don 't know if there's anything else you you wanted to say on that
2: uh not on the floods, but I'm, I mean i 'm just looking here at uh, at a news story, mm-hmm. and you can see they 've taken like a satellite image from from space of what the river in Sydney looks like, and it 's just spilling over everywhere and it says from the ground it it 's nothing short of devastating, but what it looks like from above, so from an aerial yeah. view it 's terrifying yeah. so we really think of our listeners uh, yeah, praying absolutely. for you as you go through this time.
1: Absolutely. So we're going to talk about this on today's show. because I think we Jesus, should. Jesus had a lot to say on this, so we'll talk a little bit about it. Yep. Another big area, um, and we've talked about this in the past, and it's happened yet again, the Reserve Bank met yesterday. Well, where are we, Wednesday? Yeah, yesterday, and they upped the interest rate by another half a percent. Okay. Yeah, so you may not have a mortgage, so you're probably not interested <laughs> in this space, but there are millions of people. Yes. Um Including myself, who still has a mortgage. And this, you know, what we are seeing now is, is really causing a lot of angst mm. amongst, um, you know, many borrowers here in mm-hmm, Australia. Mm-hmm. So we've had the, the interest rate go up, you know, by 0.25% in uh, May. Mm-hmm. And then last month it was half a percent. And now another half percent. So it's gone up 1.25%. It was down to 0.1%. <laughs> Wow. That's where it went down to 0.1%. So now what they're saying is that mortgage stress is really going to kick in. And, um, you know, the Reserve Bank is obviously putting interest rates up to try and bring the inflation level down to mm-hmm. a, between mm-hmm. 2 and 3%, and it's sort of up around the 5, 5%, 6% tracking further north. Um, so the problem is, you know, with prices going up, yeah. and whether we've got a mortgage or not, we all know that petrol prices are going up. Petrol, food, food prices are going up. Other prices are going up. You know, even rent is going up.
2: And and you sent me a really good video about
1: I did. what that means. Oh, inflation! I need to share this with with our listeners. Please. This is this is mind boggling. I shared this with Sharissa, and um, I'm like, I need to share this with our looking up audience. Now, inflation. Um, a lot of people, when they think of inflation, they think, okay, it's going to impact. Um, You know, my my, my bank account, it's going to impact, you know, the the money that I have in my wallet, in my purse, whatever. And it's pretty much going to impact mainly that, you know, my my mortgage repayments. And that's what they think about. Mm -hmm. Um, But it goes above and beyond that. There was a really neat, um, really neat, I guess, news item, you could say, from this Indian from this Indian YouTube news website that I have tapped into, it's fantastic. And I don't mind. <laughs> it's actually really good. I don't mind giving this uh, news site a plug. Gravitas Plus. Gravitas Plus. So if you type that into YouTube, you can connect. I never in my in my wildest <laughs> dreams believed that I'd be getting really cool news stories from an Indian news website. You know, wow. but um, it's it's been fantastic. Anyway, and um, and in in this report, they shared how. Um, inflation inflation can completely tip uh our current world order upside down and they gave the, the they, they begin by giving the example of germany before world war ii you know post 1929 and the stock market crash and everything that followed and the the german government was in a great deal of debt there was high unemployment hyperinflation there was a lot of uncertainty in those early 1930s, they tried to form government. They were unsuccessful. It was just a horrendous time. And 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 in the context of that upheaval, economic upheaval, where people were really doing it tough, there was a lot of poverty, Adolf Hitler came to town.
3: Mm.
1: Adolf Hitler and the Nazi Party, they were elected on January 30, 1933. And as the lady said, the rest is history. And um, so it's really, really fascinating. Now, What she shared was really interesting. She says that um, um, uh, inflation has a number of major impacts on world governments, whether they be authoritarian regimes, democracies or constitutional monarchies. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to list these um, because this world is interconnected right now like at no other time in history. So these all work together to bring about a complete potential change of world order which is what revelation speaks of at the end of time. Wow. There'll be a new world order. Yeah. And this lady is not speaking from the Bible. She's just talking about what she sees. So there are four P's here. Inflation affects four P's. Firstly, it affects politics. And that is when inflation goes really high in history and she gave a number of examples, you know, governments can crumble. Um, when, when, when prices especially go up, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of angst, um, people are unhappy, you know, you've got countries like Venezuela who were the most wealthy nation there in, um, you know, in inter-America, I should say, or, um, you know, in that part of the world down there in Latin America, I should say. And um, that got to the point where their inflation was horrible, where it was cheaper to use money for toilet paper than it was toilet paper itself. Wow. (laughs) Um, Then it affects policies. Countries change their policies Mm. in a major way. um, And she gave a lot of examples regarding that. Priorities is the next thing. So... What was once important is no longer important. So priorities really change, very similar to policies. And then poverty. Mm. Poverty really grows. And so what we're seeing right now, what's driving inflation, is the war in Ukraine. We're seeing um, climate disasters. That's uh, another big one. Mm-hmm. Economic general, economic uncertainty, political Instability, so we're seeing all these things driving rising inflation around the world, and it's impacting the world to the point where, where, where it's on the verge of collapse and a new world order to come out of this economic chaos that we find ourselves in.
2: Oh wow! So we're right there.
1: We're right there. It's
2: all happening. This is an amazing time to be alive.
1: It is. It is. And there are some more news headlines that we're going to get to. Um, after the news, after some music. So don't go away, folk. And then we're going to get into our study on Matthew 24 where we're going to be dealing with this from the words of Jesus and what he had to say. So do not go away. Whatever you do, you need to be in tune with where we're at. Keep looking up and enjoy the song.
5: Breakfast Show, bits worth repeating.
1: Students who are doing homework inside in a sedentary environment, looking at pages rather than screens, still have a way higher happiness quotient than those who are looking at screens. I think it's what the screens are doing. Homework did not make me happy when I was a kid. (laughs) But doing homework, like, it ultimately creates discipline and enables a child to do work, to get things done. The problem with plonking a screen in front of a kid is because what's the point of it? It's to distract them with content that doesn't help them. Content creators make you dumber. Yeah. It's literally what it is. Sure. Lyle, Mm -hmm. I'm inclined to agree, but... That's TikTok. But whatever it is... (laughs) That's TikTok. It is. I've watched like three videos on TikTok and I was immediately dumber. Wow. It's you know conclusive. what? Uh, that's, uh, it's the well, the it's not conclusive. It's
5: anecdotal. This was a segment from The Breakfast Show. Join in each weekday morning
4: here on Faith FM. <laughs>
1: You're on the Looking Up show with Shell, Sharissa and Danny and we are so blessed to have your company this afternoon and we're praying that you will continue to be blessed as we continue to discover the good news that Jesus is coming back soon, Sharissa. We have been taking a look at what's been making headlines this past week. Um, and how it relates to Bible prophecy and the soon return of Jesus. And um, there's a whole heap more that we need to be dealing with, um, and that's what our entire series that we are currently in is focused on, Matthew that's 24. Right. It's all about the signs of Jesus and his coming. So yeah. there's going to be a lot of um, connecting points as we as we go through the, these coming weeks. So do you want to sh- take us through a few other things that have been taking place that are telling us that Jesus is indeed coming very, very soon.
2: Yeah, and we'll probably refer to even more when we start our Bible study. Oh, yeah, we will. There's just so much to talk about. But, um, yeah, something that caught my eye was on Saturday there was an article that was published. Someone actually sent it to me, I think, on Sunday Sunday night. It's, called, it's in The Guardian, theguardian.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the title says, Alarm as U.S. Supreme Court takes a hatchet to church-state separation. Mm. And, of course, this is all because of the recent events with um, what's happened with the su- Supreme Court, and, but also recognizing a couple of other things that have also happened mm-hmm. um, there too. But there was just this one quote which I thought was really interesting. A Colorado congresswoman, Lauren Bobert, reportedly told the church service last Sunday, and I quote her, I'm tired of this separation of church and state junk that's not in the Constitution. It was, a stink, it was in a stinking letter, and it means nothing like what they say it does.
1: Wow. <laughs> that's wow. not a change
2: in sentiment. I don't know what it is. Like,
1: this is an elected congresswoman.
2: Yes, and this is, you know, in a country where Thomas Jefferson, the third, mm. third president said in in this letter that she refers to in 1802, this thinking letter. letter, he said that the separation between church and state should be like a wall of separation. Wow. He saw that as being very important.
1: And he was just simply stating um what the first amendment That's right. simply says, which is that, you know, Congress shall make no law in respect of you know establishing or prohibiting religion or the free exercise thereof, yeah. it's it's as clear as the noonday sun. And he was just simply amplifying that language by utilizing that phrase. You know, there mm-hmm, should be a separation mm-hmm. of church and state; that the two should be separate. Yeah, and um, yeah, what she said um, was really fascinating, where she believes that the church is the one that needs to direct the government as to what the government ought to do, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. That should send alarm bells to anyone who knows Bible prophecy, in particular, those who understand revelation chapter 13, which actually describes this taking place. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, no, that, that was really, really fascinating. And, um, I was reading um several other articles in in line with that and uh the liberals in America are are very stressed at the moment because you have this conservative majority on the Supreme Court where you've got six conservative justices and you know three liberal justices seeing that you know Donald Trump elected three conservative justices and they're six Catholics mm-hmm. um as well which is fascinating and very very interesting um because um yeah the Church of Rome will be you know, playing a central role at the end of time and is, is playing a central role right now as we speak That's right. um, but will continue to, to have a more dominant um, impact You know, as the days move forward and especially at the end of time. Yeah. And so it's interesting to have these individuals there on the Supreme Court. And they were saying that it's not just the Roe versus Wade. No, it's a couple um, of other cases. <clears throat> there's a couple of others. There was one um, with gun control, yeah. um, you know uh, – in New York and, and so forth. So that, that went against, you know, the the, the left-leaning, um, uh, you know, Supreme Court justices and, um, and the Democrats. And then there was another one regarding the climate.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Actually, so, yeah.
2: let me just read this other line from mm. that same article. It says, The court is said to be more pro-religion than at any time since the 1950s. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, that's also an interesting. Comment. It is.
1: It is very interesting, and um, you know, and there was yeah. There, there's a number of other things that they pointed out here in this article where, where the court has um, made decisions in favour of religion against the state. In I think seventy or eighty percent of the cases, they have um, voted in favour of the religious institution rather than, mm-hmm. um, rather than the government um, yeah. that has taken. This religious institution to court, and the uh, the governments have lost. Whether it be school funding, you know, private school funding by the government, or whether it be a coach praying in uh, on a field there, and um, the the university not being in favor of that because you know, uh, bringing church and state together. Um, yeah, it's it's really really fascinating what's taking place. Mm. So yeah, so that's that's really really interesting. Um, <clears throat> Uh, while we're on that, um, I want to sort of just share something that was really, really interesting, and that is um, at the Church of Rome. Um, we've talked a little bit about this, probably a lot about this, and the World Economic Forum seem to be moving more and more in the same direction. They seem to be on the same page. And uh, the World Economic Forum—they had their meeting not so long ago. They're, a, you know, they're a, a pretty sizable and influential group. The World mm-hmm. Economic Forum. Um, You know, led by Klaus Schwab, who founded the World Economic Forum in 1971. Anyway, this is what um, uh, one of the one of the Catholic Church's um, high officials who was there at the World Economic Forum had to say um, regarding regarding you know the the Church of Rome or the Vatican. And its connection with the World Economic Forum. This is, and I'm just reading here it says, the Catholic Church is already committed to the various issues considered at the World Economic Forum in Davos, both globally and locally. Just a few examples the perspective proposed by Pope Francis on the care of nature and the promotion of a more inclusive economy in Laudato Si and Fratelli Tutti, they are his two mm-hmm, encyclicals. Mm-hmm. The various programs for job creation, development, education, and healthcare, among other programs promoted by the Catholic organizations and religious congregations at global and local levels. So he's saying that yes, we're on the same page. We need to reset our world economy the way it is, both environmentally, economically, socially, um, you know, politically. Every way we need a global reset is what. The World Economic Forum is all about, mm-hmm. you know, resetting the whole world economy, the way we do life. It's called the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Um, and so, what the Bible says at the end of time, where the world powers are going to come together to give their authority um, to the Beast, to so the Church of Rome, and there's going to be a brand new world order, they are actually calling for that. Wow, they are calling for that, and it's a very, very interesting. There was a very interesting statement in Laudato Si' um, that was shared by Pope Francis when when that came out. I think in 2015. Check this out. Okay, <laughs> this is this is 2015. Okay, so this is pre-pandemic, um, and this is what this is what he wrote. He wrote these words: to manage the global economy, to revive economies hit by the crisis. To avoid any deterioration of the present crisis. He's talking about the climate change in particular. And the greater imbalances that would result to bring about integral and timely disarmament. Okay, speaking of nuclear disarmament, food security and peace. To guarantee the protection of the environment and to regulate migration. Check this out now. Listen to this. For all this, there is urgent need of a true world political authority. Wow. <laughs> so what he's saying is the United Nations is no longer able to do the work that it was, um, you know, given to do at the end of World War II when it was established. The United Nations is past its use-by date. It no longer is able to operate um, the way we need it to operate in this Completely different new world that we live in, especially post pandemic, is what they're saying right now. Yep. And he's saying we need a new global authority that's going to be able to manage this totally different new world that we live in.
2: Well, listen to this. We've got a comment from a listener. Paula's listening.
1: Okay, Paula. She's,
2: she's joining the dots. Uh-huh, <laughs>
1: she Paula. says,
2: World Economic Forum hand in hand with the Vatican. Pope Francis is leading the way for the new world order.
1: Mm, yes, and so you've got the World Economic Forum, which is you know major world leaders um, that are there. You've got President Biden, you know, Speaking of of the Great Reset and um, you know build back better mm-hmm. was 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 his catchphrase mm-hmm. and then you have obviously Pope Francis um, so they're all on the same page they're they're all singing from the same song sheet so that is really really fascinating mm. all nice. right e. Tell us, this is. Tell us about what you what you saw on your iPhone when it got <laughs> update. This is really
3: interesting. Well,
2: I just looked at my phone. So my phone, I have an iPhone, and it did the update. Does an automatic update sometimes when I have it plugged in, and when I opened my calendar, I looked at it and I was like, "Oh, my weekends are free." <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked at it again, I was like, hang on a minute, they've changed the the week. So if you look at your if you get the update, it now begins the week on Monday mm-hmm. and ends the week on Sunday, but on my computer I haven't had I haven't upgraded to the latest um, Don't don't system. upgrade. <laughs> and on my computer it still has it still has the week starting on Sunday and ending on the seventh day, which is Saturday. But they've wow. changed it in this latest update. Just interesting. Wow,
3: that is,
1: that is just fascinating. <laughs> a subtle
2: change too. Oh,
1: incredible, incredible. And, um, yeah, let's let us keep sharing on this. and We're going we're to talk a little bit about this uh, today. Um, <clears throat> but the risk of nuclear conflict, um, yeah. uh, according to one Newsweek magazine back on, um, I guess, yeah, June 13, so, so a little while ago, and the headline was Risk of Nuclear Conflict at Highest Point Since Height of Cold War. Mm-hmm. According to according to um, this report, so um, yeah, this is from the Stockholm International Peace Research Institute, mm-hmm. um, and uh, this is this is what they say. They say some ninety percent of the world's nuclear arsenal is owned by Russia and the United States with a total inventory of respectively 5,977 and 5,428 nuclear weapons wow. as of 2022. And what they were saying is that with with, with um, this war now getting closer and closer to those NATO territories and NATO nations, um, it could easily spread to NATO, and obviously the United States is is involved in NATO. And so we could be on you know on the edge of risking a nuclear war and um and perish the thought um that that would ever take place so you know we're living in very very serious
3: times
2: absolutely and um just as you were saying that back to the previous topic about the changing of the calendar if you do a google search now on which day is the seventh day Mm -hmm. of the week they've changed it oh the top result is sunday
1: is that right? Yeah,
2: I just did it now.
1: Wow! <laughs> the, the
2: first couple of top results is Sunday, and then if you read into some others, it's like no Saturdays, the seventh day. But yeah, amazing.
1: Yeah, so there's a lot of changes taking place, friends, on your on your iPhones um, and your Google calendars, so you can see all you these things. Can't just Google
2: everything; you got to go to the word.
1: Yeah, exactly. So we can clearly <laughs> see there's a convergence of a whole bunch of different issues coming together just as Jesus told us would be the case. These labor pains that are intensifying, they're coming closer together and uh, they are very clear mm-hmm. for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear and want to know. They can clearly see that, you know, we're not living in normal times. It's not business as usual. Right. And um, so no wonder that this uh, Gallup poll, Gallup is is a major um, survey company, and it Put out this headline. Um, This was June 28th, so not so long ago. And it put out this headline World Unhappier, More Stressed Out Than Ever. (laughs) No wonder because we've got so many issues going on. So people are unhappy. People are worried
2: about their finances, their properties, (laughs) their health.
1: And, um, and they looked at, you know, the last 12 months and it says, um, you know, people had more negative experiences, fewer positive ones, stress, sadness, worry, all inched higher worldwide. People felt less well-rested and experienced less enjoyment. Mm. So, um, you know, it says emotionally the second year of the pandemic was an even tougher year for the world than the first one, according to, you know, this Gallup poll. Um you know, it, it went on and it said as of 2021, um, the world became a slightly sadder place, more worried and more stressed out than it was a year before that, you know, during 2020 when, when the pand- pandemic kicked in. So, you know, we're, we're, we're in a time and place where people really need hope. And so that's why this show is called Looking Up because we want to give people hope from the word. Jesus said, when you see all these things come to pass, you know, don't be sad, um, you know, don't be stressed, don't be anxious, but look up because your redemption is drawing near. And folk, after this song that we're going to be hearing um, from Marlita Marlita yes I looked at that and I thought (laughs) that's Marlita we're going to be listening to a beautiful song from Marlita this is Charissa's sister for all he's done we're going to come back and we're going to move into our Bible study so don't go away as we connect the dots
0: Praise the Lord for all He's done.
1: Bright and cheery song, wasn't it?
2: Ah, uh, I'm still smiling.
1: Wow, and so you should. Thank you so much, Marlito. That was just delightful, <laughs> delightful. Thank you so much for that. Amen. Well, Charissa, we are we're about to we're about to plunge into our Bible study. We have looked at these incredible current events. We had one of our listeners, um, Paula. We thank you so much for your comment. You're you're able to see the the dots coming together, you know, connecting all the dots. Um, if you have any questions or you've got any comments, feel free to send them in. Text us on 4 17624 That's 4 17624 And we will seek to get to them. We've already had one question come through from Michael. Don't go away, Michael. We will be dealing with your with your question in a little bit, so um, we'll we'll deal with the questions. Maybe there can be a few more that might come through, and we'll look to deal with them all in 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 one lot. So this Bible study, I'm sure, will stimulate some further questions from you. Now, Sharissa, um, um, we have a giveaway as always. We do, we do. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the giveaway?
2: Um. <laughs> I can't
1: see it. Oh, you can't see it. Oh, here it is. I've got it in front of me. Yeah. That's why you can't tell us. <laughs> Unbelievable. Here it was, was right in front trick. of me. That was you know a good what? trick. This reminds me of the times when I asked my wife, where's the so good? <laughs> and she's like, they're in the fridge. I'm like, I've looked in the fridge everywhere. I can't find it. And she's like, well, it's right in front of you." I'm like... And I go in and it was right there, right in front of
2: me. You had a man look.
1: (laughs) I literally looked at everywhere but right in front, like right right. in front when you open the fridge. Anyway, so that was one of those moments. (laughs) They happen all the time. Here we go. We've got five copies of this. Uh, We want to give this um, away to five of our listeners. So be ready um, when we give the code word, which will be in the next segment. Is that right, Sharissa?
2: Yeah, well, yeah, well, we could give it out now. Well, do you want to give it out now? Actually, no, we're in the second one. Yeah, we can do it the next Okay, segment.
1: so the next segment, so so be ready. Um, here it is. Um, it's a Bible marking guide. It's an easy Bible marking system that Ooh. chain references texts for 38 Bible topics. Mm.
2: Bible marking is really helpful. It is really helpful. I love marking my Bible.
1: It's great. So you learn a lot yourself. You do. And if you need to do a Bible study with someone,
2: yeah, makes it easy.
1: Makes it super easy, mm-hmm. super easy. So anyway, Bible marking guide. Um, we've got five copies of that. The number that you'll need to text us, the code word which we'll give in the next segment, is o four triple eight one seven six two four. All right, my friend.
2: All right.
1: Take us away <laughs> on this Bible study. Should we pray first, Let's and then pray. we'll and then we'll get into it. Do you want to pray? I'll pray. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for your word. Wow. As we see um, this world, um, yeah, just uh, moving at at such a hectic pace, Um, we scratch our heads and we wonder how on earth can we make sense of all the things that are taking place around us. And Father, we thank you for your word. Mm. For your word is the answer and Mm. it helps us to make sense of what is going on right now but it also gives us hope for the future and where things are leading to. Father, we thank you for your word. As we open your word, open our hearts and our minds, give us clear discernment through the Holy Spirit that we may be able to understand the message that you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: Amen. Well, uh, we are back in Matthew chapter 24. We're doing a little mini-series on this chapter. And last week when we came together, we had a look at Matthew 24, but we recognized That when the disciples came to Jesus privately, after he told them that not one stone would be left upon another of the temple, they came to him privately and they said to him, tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? So in their minds, the destruction of the temple was Equivalent with the end of the world. That's right. Sign of Jesus coming, the end of the age. So what Jesus did in answering the question we saw this last week is he, he masterfully answered two questions. How you know the signs that would precede the destruction of Jerusalem, which was amazing. I actually really enjoyed stepping through that together last week. If you missed the program, go back to our podcast. It will be mm. the latest one, easy to find. Um, you can hear just how there were there were earthquakes and other historians, extra biblical historians, mm. were speaking of the very same things that Jesus said would be happening as it happening at that time.
3: Mm.
2: So that was fascinating. But today we are looking at how. Jesus answers the question as it relates to the end of time, when Jesus comes again. And uh, there's some just some really beautiful gems here. It's not all doom and gloom. There is much hope, oh, much, much hope. Absolutely. And um, so, yeah, let us maybe pick up our Bibles and refresh our minds on what Matthew 24 says. Maybe, Pastor Danny, we should just begin again, verses 3 to 5. And we'll just comment along the way.
1: Sure. So this is what it says. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many.
2: Yeah, we noticed that even in the book of Acts, there were people that were coming as false Christ, false prophets, deceiving, you know, in the time of the early church before the destruction of Jerusalem. When we look at how this applies to today, um we could take a very you know, there are definitely specific individuals who come out and say they're Jesus. Mm, that's right. I think there's even a guy here in Australia I saw there's a program, I think there in is, sixty minutes. There
1: is, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, well there's either sixty minutes or current affair, but one of those two, yeah. Yeah. Uh, gentleman who claims to be Jesus and his wife claims to be Mary Magdalene. That's
2: right. Yeah. Um so there are Up people. in Queensland. Up, up in, in Queensland, Queensland. yeah. That,
1: those things happen up in Queensland. Don't they? No, just kidding. If there's any Queensland listeners, please, I take that back. I've got my family that lives up there. They're beautiful people. Mine too. <laughs> no, nah, yeah. we got these kind of individuals everywhere. Sadly. They're all
2: over the world. Um,
1: there was actually, there was actually, a, a very sad news story, um, mm. um, from a cult that, um, yeah, has ended up in serious trouble, I think, here in Australia, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, where they did not, the parents didn't give their child insulin oh. and the child died oh. and um, they were praying over the child and, and believing that God would heal this child miraculously from its condition. And um, And even when the child died, they didn't call the authorities. They were praying for a resurrection. So, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm a horrible cult. It was a cult and these individuals were arrested and rightly so, and rightly so.
2: Well, yeah, if I mention a couple of names here too that we've seen come up, Jim Jones. Yeah. Um, You might have others here.
1: Yeah, well, there is, um, you know, Jim Jones, that was a while ago. I think that was back in the 1970s, if I remember Mm -hmm. correctly. Then it was David Koresh Mm -hmm. um, and the Texas Waco um, Mm -hmm. tragedy Mm -hmm. where he and, and all of his followers, you know, they basically burnt themselves to death Um, Then there's another guy here, Jose Luis de Jesus Miranda. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, he's a Puerto Rican uh, who had his headquarters there in Miami, I think he's he's passed away now. And, um, yeah, him and his followers tattooed 666 (laughs) as um, their marking, believing that that was, you know, God's plan for them. Oh,
2: that's so sad, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, we actually… And many others, yeah. Yeah. We had, uh, as was mentioned before, Robbie Bergen. Yeah. from Faith FM at yeah. our church on Sabbath. And he was talking about this and he made a good point, you know, in verse 11, which we'll get to it. It says, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. So there's this, like I think you mentioned last week, this is not the only time Jesus no. says, beware of being deceived. No. There's a couple of times. Four
1: times that word deceive appears in Matthew 24. Four times. Four times, yeah. And
2: he made a point. like, And it
1: progresses further and further. It's like, you know, careful. You know, Then yeah. there's going to be more miracles and signs and wonders. Yeah. So it goes beyond... Just um, looney tune yep. cult leaders that you know sort of work in the shadows mm-hmm. and only a few people follow them. It goes above and beyond that. Exactly. This false prophet and false Christ. There's a greater meeting and Robbie did bring that out. And, yeah, um, I think we talked about that last week, but we can we yeah. can mention that again. Well,
2: today. like if a person walks into your church, your local church, and says I'm Jesus, nobody's mm-hmm. going to follow them. That's right. Because we all know what Jesus said. False That's Christ. Right. So and we know right. how Jesus will come, but. If someone walks in and they claim to speak on behalf of God, mm-hmm. they claim to represent him, you know, mm-hmm. they're, maybe they're a church leader yes. and God has given me this light and this is what we should do, like that would be far more dangerous it and deceiving. And I think Jesus is speaking about that as well.
1: That's right. I think that's I think that's what we need to guard against most because um, a Christ is, is a Messiah figure, someone who claims, you know, to, to share Christ or to share the way of salvation. Um, and... That is false. If if mm-hmm. they're not if they're not pointing you to Christ and His Word, they're a false Christ. Absolutely, you know, in a sense, and also, and a false prophet is someone very similar who claims to speak on behalf of God. Absolutely, and if they're not speaking from the Word of God, yeah. they're a self-appointed false prophet. Mm -hmm. And we've got many of them in scripture.
2: Yeah. And you just reminded me of this quote in the book, Great Controversy. Mm. I think in the introduction, she talks about, the author there talks about how the Bible should be the test of our experience. Mm. Like we can't trust our senses. We can't trust what we see or what we hear or what we feel because those things are changing. But we must test all things, even our experiences, by the Word of God, which doesn't change. Not yeah. like Google, which changes the definition of which day is the seventh day. Not like the Apple calendar that can change, but like on God's unchanging Word yeah. that is timeless.
1: It's interesting um, because there are so many that put their faith and trust in their senses, you know, yeah. and what they see and feel and oh, hear. Disney's
2: taught us to do that. Follow Absolutely. your
1: heart. <laughs> Follow your heart, indeed. But it's interesting, you know, on this point in Matthew 24 and verse 24, There Jesus says, for false Christs and false prophets both will arise and show great signs or great miracles and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Yes. And so we need to be weary uh, or we need to take Jesus' words very seriously because if we don't stay close to the Bible, if Mm -hmm. we don't allow the Bible to be um our final authority that determines what is truth, we're going to get taken in by our senses. Mm. And that's what's going to be happening at the end of time because you can connect Matthew 24, 24 with Revelation 13
3: yep.
1: where there are signs and miracles and wonders and, and even fire coming down from heaven.
2: The whole world's wandering after a false system.
1: That's right, to deceive the world. Yep. And so what's being set up right now will be seen as the way forward, as the way for peace and safety, mm-hmm. as as First Thessalonians chapter five verse three says, but if it's not based on the word, it's deception. And it's interesting that in Second Thessalonians chapter two,
2: yeah, I was thinking about that. There,
1: um, you know, God will allow us to believe, you know, a lie if we do not want to believe the truth. Maybe that's worth reading, Charissa. Yeah, why not? If you'd like to read that, if you get there before I do, Second Thessalonians, I think it's chapter two.
2: Yep, I'm just not sure where to begin. But
1: um, I would, where are we here? Second Thessalonians chapter two. I would begin in um, verse eight. um, If you want to.
2: It says, and then the lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie yeah, and that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Mm.
1: So there you have it, mm. um, very clear. And that's in the context of this Antichrist power.
2: So I guess for our listeners, the take-home point would be there will be deception mm. in the religious world. Mm-hmm. Even within the Christian churches, mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. will be deception. Indeed, indeed. Um and falsehoods being taught to deceive not just a few, but many.
1: Even the elect. Even as, the elect. Even the elect. And it's always Jesus been,
2: would. like even in the days of Noah, that wasn't a majority that right. was following. That's right. The... That's right.
1: The days of Jesus. Same thing. And so, folk, we want to focus on that. We want to focus on spending time in God's Word, knowing the truth. And Jesus said, if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Well, I hope you're enjoying our study. We're going to be back in just a little bit with um, more from the words of Christ, but in the meantime, listen to Robbie Morgan, Unlearned.
6: When will we unlearn our violent treachery is? and willfully spurn our false ideologies? When will the tallies of the slain Teach us the same blood Runs through our own veins But we study our woe So we know nothing more Aren't we misinformed? Well, I long for the day We are unloved When will we learn To play For more than keeps When will children Instead of blood Run down our streets When will our insatiable For self-give way When will we like children Embrace each other's pain But we study our war So we know nothing Will well, I long for the day we are run when we're We are unlearned, we are unlearned, we are unlearned, we are unlearned.
1: you enjoyed that lovely song from robbie morgan thank you so much robbie for sharing your blessed music with us and looking up is continuing we are motoring through another afternoon really i mean this time is just not enough Sharissa. if we had another two hours every week i know shell will be exhausted she does such a great job but there's just so much to talk about
2: Danny, so I think you never about. ran
1: out of anything No, no, talk I don't. <laughs> I've always got more to talk about than I need to. <laughs> but um, but hey. You're right. Absolutely
2: right.
1: Welcome. Welcome to our program. Um, if you're joining us today for the first time, we're so glad you have joined us. I do want to uh, say a big hello to David and Mar- Margie. David and Margie or Margie, I'm not quite sure. They're up there in Queensland, the log cabin. They look after the log cabin. They listen to us. I was talking to David today. Yeah, he loves our program. Praise they the listen, Lord. and um, so if you guys are listening, um, yeah, great to have you on board. We have our giveaway, Sharissa. We have our giveaway, and I know that I'm the one that's supposed to be um, promoting that. It's mm-hmm. a Bible marking guide for five individuals, and we're going to give you the number, and then we're going to give you the code word. So um, here's the number first: zero four triple eight one seven six two five six two four. I should say six two four. For the first five listeners to text us the code word, which is? Endure. Endure.
2: Spelled E-N-D-U-R-E.
1: Endure. So that's our code word, and that's found in Matthew 24 and verse 13. He who endures to the end shall be saved. So, Charissa, it's about just pressing on, enduring, looking to Christ, looking up, holding on to Him, not letting go. As the seas get rougher in the coming days, we need to hold on to him more and
2: more. Amen.
1: So... Five people come through, Bible Marking Guide. You want to have that book. It's going to help you in your Bible study no end. So if Mm -hmm. you've got any questions, any comments, any prayer requests, let us know. We haven't forgotten about your questions. We're going to be dealing with them uh, probably in our last segment. So that makes people have to listen to us all the way through to the end, doesn't it, Charissa?
2: Absolutely. That's
1: a good tactic I never even thought of, but I think it's a good one. I think we'll use that in the future. So anyway, Mm -hmm. we'll deal with our questions in the last segment um, after the news. So, we want to get through some more important stuff, so folk yeah. continue to keep your seat belts nice and tight because yes. we 're going to share with you some amazing things <laughs> that are going to really pull pull the words of Jesus together even more so. so amen, over to you amen.
2: so yes, that word endure, text it away. We are in matthew chapter twenty four and we are now up to verse six, and I think maybe we can take verses six through eight as a chunk. So do you want to read that Yes,
1: indeed we can. Okay, so Matthew 24, verses 6 to 8, reads thus, And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, says Jesus. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows.
2: All right, so now we've got a few more um, things to look at. It's interesting, Jesus names a bunch of things here. Wars, he names a a bunch of um, things. Wars, rumors of wars, famines, pestilences, earthquakes. But he says, these are just the beginning. The end is not yet. So Mm -hmm. these are not the the sign that, that they asked for, but these are all like... Miniature signs, there are other signs that lead up to the sign, which we're going to get to.
1: That's right. So what we're looking at here, what Sharissa has, has described, indeed they are signs that are leading up to the sign, which mm-hmm. is Matthew twenty-four fourteen. And, um, and also the sign of the coming of the Son of Man yep. a little later in the chapter, which we're going to get to. But all these signs tell us that that great sign is approaching Amen. even near and at the doors. And, um, and when you take a look at these three, famine, pestilence or pandemics or disease and um, war, these three um, cause more death And devastation and heartache than anything else that we have.
2: Absolutely. And we're certainly not a stranger to any of them.
1: No, we're not. Now, what's fascinating, Sharissa, is that in the days of Moses, okay, when God gave the children of Israel, before they entered the promised land, he gave them promises, blessings, and sadly, curses. Mm -hmm. And the blessings, if they were to follow God and his way and his will and live in harmony with the covenant that God had made with his people, which was to live in harmony with his law of love, you know, the Ten Commandments, which, you know, the rest of scripture is a commentary of the Ten Commandments. If they were to live in harmony with God's plan and God's will, they would experience this blessing and Mm -hmm. that blessing and this blessing and so on and so forth. And you can read about that in Matthew 28 as well. You can read about that in Leviticus Um, Chapter 26 there, you've got the blessings as well as the curses. But God says, but if you walk away from me in the covenant, all these curses will take place. So if you tell me to take a hike, these will be the consequences. Mm. And what's fascinating, and I'm just reading Leviticus 26 verses 25 and 26, this is part of the consequences of the children of Israel walking away from God. Notice what it says here, what God said. And I will bring a sword. Or war against you that will execute the vengeance of the covenant, when you are gathered together within your cities, I will send pestilence among you, and you shall be delivered into the hand of the enemy, when I have cut off your supply of bread. That sounds like famine. Yeah. Ten women shall bake your bread in one oven and they shall bring back your bread by weight and you shall eat and not be satisfied. So the three things that Jesus talked about here in Matthew 24, they are in the covenant. God says, this will happen if you turn your back on me. And -hmm. that's exactly what happened before the first destruction of Jerusalem in 586 BC. -hmm. I won't take the time to read um, the words um, that you can read in Jeremiah, but you can read Jeremiah warning the people that these three elements, war, famine, And pestilence will be present, will be part of their experience if they continue to turn their backs on God. That's in Jeremiah 14, verses 11 to 13. In the interest of time, I won't read that. When you come to the destruction of Jerusalem um, the second time in 70 AD, which we talked about last week, those three were present once again. War, pestilence, and famine. Famine. Those three, as well as there were other, you know, there were earthquakes, which Jesus talks about here. But let's just focus on those three. Guess what we have today? Today we have that exact same recipe. Let me share. Let me share with you from um, the Oxfam International. Okay, they are um, an organisation that monitors, you know, famine and, um, you know. Poverty in the world. That's basically what they, what they monitor and they give reports and so forth. And this, is what, this was one he- headline. This was back in April 12 of this year. Terrifying prospect of over a quarter of a billion more people crashing into extreme levels of poverty and suffering this year. Mm. Quarter of a billion. That's 250 million more people. Why? Because of what's going on. Then they talk about the three C's. The three C's. This is another headline from this Oxfam website. World in the midst of a hunger pandemic. Why? Due to conflict, coronavirus, climate crisis, which threatened to push millions into starvation. Conflict. That's war that Jesus spoke of. There would be wars and rumors of wars. Coronavirus. That's the pestilence that Jesus spoke of. Mm -hmm. Climate change or climate crisis, that's famine that jesus spoke of so the three items that jesus spoke of are today and here is here is another really interesting headline um from fox news back in april 14 um, of this year this was the headline ukraine war is a perfect storm threatening food energy and debt crises across the globe according to a un report it goes on and says, "As many as 1.7 billion people are highly exposed to the war's effects." Reports this war. Mm-hmm. 1.7 billion people are highly exposed, and we've talked about that in the past, which we don't. We won't take the time to talk about, you know, Ukraine and Russia, and how much of the uh, third world they supply with wheat and oil and barley and so forth. These are the staples. Mm-hmm of food there in North Africa where they're experiencing both drought and now they're experiencing a lack of this food that is not coming in because they're not bringing it in. It says here, Russia's invasion of Ukraine appears to have set off a perfect storm, sparking multiple crises across the globe in the areas of food, energy and debt with devastating impacts for developing countries, the United Nations warned in a report on Wednesday. The war in Ukraine in all its dimensions is producing alarming, cascading effects to a world economy already battered by COVID-19 and climate change. Hmm. So there's the war, there's COVID-19, that's the pestilence, and there's climate change, there's famine, with particularly dramatic impacts on developing countries. So what we are seeing right now, God warned the children of Israel in the days of Moses. When we turn our backs on God and his way, this is what we experience. So our world, sadly, Sharissa, has turned its back on God and his covenant of love and on his law of love, and now we're experiencing what God said we would experience. We're experiencing it again. So this is like, you know, 586, 70 AD, and now again in 2022.
3: Mm.
2: Amazing how God's word is just coming alive and coming true.
3: It as, is, it is, as really As God amazing. said
2: it would happen. You know, reading the same parallel chapter in the book of Luke, mm. when Jesus talks about, you know, so it's Luke's version of events that Matthew records. In Luke chapter 21, I liked how Jesus added something here. He said in verse 9, he said, But when you hear of wars and commotions, Mm -hmm. We hear of commotions too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do not be terrified. That's what he said. Mm. For these things must come to pass, but the end will not come immediately. So Mm. these things are going to keep swelling. And I think moving back to Matthew 24, if we come to verse 8, he calls them the beginning of sorrows or birth pains, which... You gave us a very good um, description of that last time, but those birth pains—the closer the, you come to the arrival of the baby, they increase in their in frequency and intensity. Intensity, and so we can expect a convergence of all of these signs.
1: We can, yeah. Convergence is the is the operative word, and um, you know, going back to our Faith FM um, Saturday night dinner, yeah, um, something that Lyle shared and Lyle talked about this, and he shared there were three. Three key items when it comes to labor pains. pains. Number one, as you pointed out, you know, frequency um, grows. The intensity grows. And he said the third thing, when the labor pains have started, there's no stopping. That's right. There's no pressing the pause button. There's no going to the footy. There's no going to the wedding. There's no, you know, let's put the baby on hold for a day. It's not convenient or a week. Next week will be a whole heap better. It's coming. That's right. And um and there is a climax, obviously, mm-hmm. and the baby comes. Mm-hmm. So and it's inevitable. So so what we are seeing right now is the inevit- inevitability. <laughs> Could you say that, please?
2: You said it was <laughs> <a> <laughs> inevitability.
1: <laughs> oh, you got it. Um, of of these things taking place leading up to the coming of Jesus. Yes. You know what's really interesting, Charissa? Tell um, me. Um, we where we have our favorite, um, you know, where we have our favorite scripture that we get our name, you know, the looking up show in Luke twenty one twenty eight. But before that, in verse 25, it says, and there will be signs in the sun, in the moon and in the stars and on the earth, distress of nations yes. with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring man's hearts, failing them from fear mm-hmm. and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Um, And then it speaks of, you know, the Son of Man coming in glory and then look up when you see these things. So we are seeing distress Mm -hmm. amongst the nations. We're seeing perplexity or people being really stressed out. And we are seeing fear like at no other time in recent history, certainly in our lifetimes. And this all tells us that Jesus is coming so we need to be looking up.
2: Looking up. And remember what Jesus said, do not be terrified.
1: Yeah, I like that. <laughs> do not be terrified. Do not be afraid.
3: Yeah.
1: And, um, you know, John 14, Jesus mm. speaks of of his coming in the context of him departing from his disciples. You know, the crucifixion is only hours away. And he says, let not your heart be troubled. Amen. You believe in God, believe also in me and my Father's house and many mansions. And he goes on and he shares the promise of the second coming. Amen. So, um, so this is really powerful and really beautiful.
2: It is, and uh, I see someone has tried to claim today's free offer, but they were told that it didn't work because. But you had the right word. So when you text, just don't put any emojis. <laughs> <laughs> just text the word plainly, endure, and that should work. If you want to try again.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Sharissa, we are out of time again for oh, this segment. Can you believe it. But we do have more time. We've got one more segment coming up, and we're going to be fielding your questions, comments in that segment. So if you've got any questions or comments, feel free to send them through in our last segment after the news. We're going to come back, and we're going to wrap up this study, and we're going to deal with your questions. So I hope and pray that you've been blessed and that you are more prepared today for the second coming of Jesus than you were yesterday because of what you have heard and discovered in God's Word that has lifted your spirits, warmed your heart, and has prepared you more so for the soon return of Jesus. Sit back and listen to Sandra Entenmann. We've got the news. And then after that, we'll be coming back with the final dash and splash.
4: So you're stuck in the line at the grocery store With a million and one things Maybe some more that you've gotta get done To meet a deadline Do you stand there and curse or wait well? Then you get on the road and you find yourself stuck Just ahead there's a learner Driving his truck and there's no chance to pass No alternative route Do you sit on his tail Or wait where And that friend that you're meeting You're gonna let down But you get there to find They're nowhere to be found Now they're holding you up It's time you don't have Do you pace up and down Or wait where Christian, that you're following Christ. Every chance that you get, you share the Lord of your life. But so many take so long to accept and believe. Do you give up too soon or wait well? And there's some in your family who are wearing you thin. You have prayed every prayer you can send up to Him, but you're not seeing change, no improvements in sight. Do you write them all off or wait well? And the world's in a mess, getting worse every day. You find yourself wondering, how long will he take? There are so many suffering, can he not see our plight? Do you question and doubt or wait well? Friend, how well do you wait? He will come when he is ready. It won't be too late. Just be sure that you ask him to give you this thing the endurance you need to wait well. Oh, be sure that you ask him for this very thing the endurance you need. The endurance you need. You need to wait where
1: You're on the looking up show still for the last dash to the finish and we've been blessed again by Shell who's our producer. She is the most wonderful producer on the planet and we're blessed to have her. We're blessed to have her. And Charissa is the most wonderful Charissa on the planet.
2: What do you want?
1: <laughs> Uh, We're
2: it's blessed great, to work with you. Uh, it's great to
1: have you guys. Great to have you guys on board. And um, so, folk, um, we still have a book or two left. Um, you'll need to type in just the word "endure." Mm-hmm. Endure. We, endure. So, no emojis, no nothing. Um, no just endure. Hands or face. No nothing else. Just e n d u r e. Um and we'll ensure we get that book to you. So our number is O four triple eight one seven six two four. That's O four triple eight one seven six two four. Now, Alternatively,
2: if they do want to send us a lovely message, they we're can, happy to receive that. They too. can.
1: <laughs> Messages, um, questions. I, I, we do have a question that's come through and I will deal with that in just a minute. But firstly, I want to give a plug to those who are interested in studying the book of Revelation. Like This is a, a show where we deal with Bible prophecy and um, you know we're tapping into Revelation and Daniel and we're in Matthew at the moment. I've got a, a pastor friend He's uh pastoring up there in uh on the Mid North Coast, Warhope and Camden Haven are the two churches that he pastors, David Price, Pastor David Price. And he's currently running a Revelation seminar online. Mm. So if any of our listeners would like to tap into this Revelation online seminar, they are more than welcome to do that. I was talking to David today and actually yesterday, and he said, yes, no worries, everyone's welcome, not a problem. He has people from not just his churches and his community, but from around Australia mm-hmm. that are joining in each week, either Tuesday night or a Wednesday night. Um, you can also uh, listen... Uh, or watch the messages um, as he goes through 24 studies in the book of revelation. He's done a prophecy study as well. Last year, a 32 part prophecy seminar series via zoom. Um, and it's all uploaded on YouTube. So we record them and he pops them up there on YouTube. So those who are interested, if you're not able to get to the zoom session, which is fine, you can watch the the message on um, YouTube. And so, All you need to do is go to True Blue SDA. So True Blue SDA. True Blue SDA. Google that in YouTube and all all the messages are there. And if you get in touch with David, he will be able to share with you um, uh, how you can get onto his uh, Zoom link and how you can download the lessons and all that stuff. So I'm going to give the number. So ready yourself for the number, and I'll try and give this number again at the end um, as well in case you miss it now. So David, Pastor David's number is 0413-787-144. That's 0413-787-144. And I cannot highly enough recommend the Revelation Seminar that he's currently doing, it will be a real blessing. And he's only just started. He's only had, I think, two sessions. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's a whole lot more to do. And, um, and yeah, people will really enjoy it. So if you really want to get into the book of Revelation, you want to understand it, learn it, this is probably one of the best ways to do it. I've done the seminar myself. It's just a fantastic seminar. Have and you done that free. seminar? And it's free. It's free. It's free.
2: I haven't done, I don't know if I've done this particular one, but I do know that Jesus said there's a blessing on those who mm. read here, keep this book. So studying it is a blessing involved.
1: Indeed. Indeed. So anyway. Chat to David, and he'll be more than happy to help you out.
2: Excellent. Well, we have heard from some of our listeners today, which is so exciting. We love hearing from you. All
1: right, let's deal with the questions. Um,
2: And there's a question here from Michael. Good to have you joining us, as Uh, always, Michael. Michael's
1: one of our regular listeners. We love to have Michael joining us.
2: And he has raised a good question. He says, You mentioned the great and awesome day of the Lord. Peter spoke of it in Acts 2.20. He said it would occur in that corrupt generation. According to uh, Acts 2:40, I think he's saying.
1: Yes, that's true. So, so he he says in Acts is is quoting um yeah, Michael's quoting Acts chapter two verse twenty. This is Peter's message on the day of Pentecost, and and Peter is quoting from the book of Joel. Yeah. And, um, and he's quoting these words that Joel um, shares in his prophecy, in his Old Testament book. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. <clears throat> so this passage here is speaking of the awesome day of the Lord, the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. Yep. Now, when we take a look at Scripture, we need to remember that there are layers. Mm-hmm. Um, you have just like uh, when Jesus spoke of uh, the signs of his coming, he connected them with the destruction of Jerusalem, as we pointed out last week, Sharissa. Uh, the destruction of Jerusalem and the events surrounding the destruction of Jerusalem uh, <clears throat> are a small, um, are a small scale example of what's going to happen worldwide. At the end yes. of time. So it's a dual prophecy, you could say. Yeah. And so here we have another dual prophecy. Mm-hmm. And um, the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord is in connection with the second coming of Jesus.
3: Mm-hmm. When, when you
1: read the Old Testament prophets, when you read the New Testament, the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord is, is generally speaking a reference to the coming of Jesus.
2: Mm-hmm. When he comes with power when and glory.
1: He, when he comes with power. The angels of heaven. And great glory. Exactly, exactly. So Jesus came 2,000 years ago and he ushered in the kingdom of heaven. Yep. He said the kingdom of heaven is like, and, and he said the kingdom of heaven is within you. But yet, so we've got the kingdom of heaven in the here and now, but also the future kingdom of heaven. And so this is one of those occasions where where Peter is specifically here speaking of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. That's the context of this passage. And he says that the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is for you, um, which was the beginning of the Christian era, the beginning of that Christian dispensation. As well, it will be poured out once again in latter rain power. This was the early rain. The latter rain power of the Holy Spirit will be poured out at the end of time, just before Jesus Christ. Uh, just before Jesus comes, Mm -hmm. and that's the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Now, it says in verse 40, it says, um, And with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. And so, yes, it was a perverse generation in the days of Peter and the apostles. Um, just as it was in the days before the destruction of Jerusalem, just as it is in this day, just as it was um, in, the, in the times before the first destruction of Jerusalem, there has always been a perverse generation, mm-hmm. always. That does not As it mean... was
2: in the days of Noah.
1: Exactly, as it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Lot. Uh, these were perverse generations. So that is not um, specific only to those who are associated with the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So the perverse generation has always been the case, sadly, ever since Cain killed his brother Abel. We've always had this perverse generation here on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. But thank you for that question. And so, yeah, I hope and pray that that's um, clear enough.
3: Well,
2: thank you for that answer. We haven't got any other questions, I don't think, come here. So shall we go back to our text? Yeah, let's
1: go back to our Bible study.
2: So we, we were looking here. You made those the point about the covenant, the covenant blessings, mm-hmm, covenant mm-hmm. curses. We noted that all of these things will be the beginning of birth pains. Um, and also we highlighted that there will be obviously a convergence of these things. And actually, I didn't get to share this in the news uh, before when we were talking about them. But straight after the program last week when I got home, I saw in the news this article and I sent it to to Danny, to, to to show him. But the highlight, the headline rather said, New super bug found in pigs can jump to humans. The subtitle says, A new strain of an antibiotic-resistant bacteria circulating among pigs is ringing alarm bells after scientists discovered a concerning feature of the bug. But I just thought to myself, wow, we're just totally living here where, where you've got all of these things happening all of the time. And so the end is not yet. But it is not far away.
1: Mm, indeed, and when it comes to when it comes to disease, um, the Bible here is not only referring to disease that impacts human beings, mm-hmm. but we've got we've got disease that impacts plants, mm-hmm. and we've got disease that impacts animals, as you have pointed out. And just and just recently, just recently, um, here in Newcastle, where we are, we've had the outbreak or. Of, or I should say um, this um, mite, it's only 1.5 mil- uh, millimetre. I can't remember what it's exactly called. I did write it down somewhere. Um, I haven't
2: heard of this. This um, <laughs>
1: little mite that that attaches itself to bees.
2: Oh, I did see that. The yeah. bee
1: mite, this little it's bee. Not mite. a veggie mite. No, not a veggie mite. Oh, that
2: is so good!
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Wait until I tell my daughters that that cool pun. Anyway, um, yeah. So, so this uh, bee mite, uh, varroa. I think it might be the varroa mite. Okay, okay, sounds, sounds, sounds about right. Uh, but anyway, they've had to destroy so many bees. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, millions of bees have been destroyed here in the area because if that, if that. Um, might gets out there, um, it could destroy our entire bee uh, population in Australia. And the bees Australia.
2: are far more important than we realise.
1: Absolutely, because without the bees, there'd be no pollination, pollination would be impacted in a major way, food, food and so on and ecology. so forth. So that's, that's, a, that's an important thing that we don't often think of and obviously plants and so you've got disease that, that has a huge impact. And yeah. so when we talk about pestilence, you know, disease that affects humans, animals, as well as plant life.
2: Absolutely. You know
1: what? I want to just share this scripture. Um, it's in First Chronicles twelve thirty two, and it speaks of the sons of Issachar, and it's fascinating. Uh, this gift that the sons of Issachar had and how they were able to help Israel. Notice what it says in 1 Chronicles 12, verse 32. It says, Of the sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do, their chiefs were 200 and all their brethren were at their command. It says, The sons of Issachar, they had understanding of the times and they knew what Israel ought to do. Mm. I'm like asking myself, Am I a son of Issachar?
3: Mm.
1: You know, are you a son of Issachar? We ought to be sons of Issachar. Or daughters. Or daughters, sons or daughters, <laughs> to understand the times yes. and then know how to respond.
2: Yeah, And Jesus has, has really given us a wonderful privilege of being able to study the times, to know the times, to know what is coming, not to scare us, but so that we can be prepared. Mm. He doesn't want us to focus on the crisis, but to focus on him, Christ, who is coming and coming soon to take us to a better world.
1: Mm. I've got a sermon title, um, and it's How to Face the Coming Crisis with Christ and Confidence. Amen. How to Face the Coming Crisis (laughs) with Christ and Confidence. I Continually, think it was a, yeah. <laughs> so um, you know, and um, and that's what we need to continue to do. Amen. Continue to put our faith and trust in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you wanted to share, Sharissa?
2: Well, that's probably. I mean, we're heading to that wonderful verse in verse fourteen, which I guess we will. <laughs> we're going to get to that next, next week.
1: week, yes. Because yes. if I could just say this, Sharissa, um, in in next week's study, and maybe we're going to deal with that in our in our next little, next little promo, but we're going to discover that. What we are seeing right now is setting the world up for what Jesus says will take place next from verse 9 onwards. Mm -hmm. And so we are seeing the table set, the foundations being laid for what will be taking place, I believe, in the not-too-distant future if God continues to allow world events um, to take place as they currently are. So as we see the coming of Jesus drawing near, Um, indeed, you know, there's no other place but to be looking up, to be encouraging others, to helping others on the journey. And, you know, like the sons of Issachar, they knew what Israel ought to do. They understood the times. They knew what Israel ought to do. And so, you know, God wants us not only to focus on preparing ourselves for his soon return, but to prepare many others. Amen. And so that's what we really want to focus on. That's
2: what Faith FM is all about.
1: Indeed. It's about preparing others and helping others. Prepare for the soon return of Jesus. Well, folk, we are almost at the end of our program. We've got one more song from Janine Orwa coming up, Sunflower. And then after that, we're going to have a few closing thoughts with you, a few words of encouragement and prayer for you. So don't go away as we prepare to land.
5: Can you see the sunflower? Radiant and round Growing in the warm and dusty ground Can you see it turning its face towards the light Or struck by the one that gives it life Like a sunflower, keep your eyes on me. I will give you life, I have set you free. Like a sunflower, keep your eyes on me. I will give you life I have set you free Can you see the sunflower standing in It's tear-stained petals, strong despite the pain Can you see the thirsty soil where roots grow deep? Even though the skies above may weep Like a sunflower Grow in me I will give you life I have set you free Like a sunflower Grow in me I will give you life I have set you free your being the Sun on your face the air you are breathing I will provide trust in me I am the one who holds you together safe in my arms you withstand the weather I will protect you trust in in me i am your god the end and beginning i am the axis when you are spinning i do not change i stay the same
1: What a beautiful song from Janine Sunflower. That was just a lovely song. Really appreciate that. Well, folk, we are we are about to wrap up. As always, the time has just flown by and um, we we have um, been blessed to have yeah. the opportunity to share with you.
2: Absolutely. And uh,
1: we don't know how many more opportunities like this we're going to have, Sharissa, to share openly and honestly from God's word and to connect the prophetic dots to help people understand the times we're living in Mm. so that we can prepare and prepare others for the soon return of Jesus. But while it is day, we will continue to keep working, eh? Amen. As Jesus said, for the night is coming when no man can work. So we're going to continue to make the most of this opportunity. So I hope and pray that you've been blessed. Uh, My dear friends, dear listeners, next week we're going to be continuing this journey. We're going to be taking a look at what happens next? Um, what happens um, when when these events converge and what will be the end result? Because something will result from what's taking place right now and what will continue to take place and what happens next. So we're going to continue our study by taking a look at what Jesus says happens next um, mm. in Matthew 24. So that's going to be our study for next week. Can't wait. So you don't want to miss any of these because we're building we're building uh, from one week to the next. So let's mm-hmm. like, uh, like we started off with a foundation and we're moving from there. So make sure you continue to tune in. Well, I want to share with you a couple of final thoughts, uh, from Matthew 24. And, um, I want to go to the second coming of Jesus. Um, towards the end of that passage dealing with the signs of Jesus coming, Jesus speaks of, um, the the great tribulation, and we're going to be looking at that in the coming weeks. And then he says, Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. That's verse 30. And then verse 31. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. So God will gather together his elect. That day is coming. It's not like he might come, but he will come. Amen. It's definite. Jesus says, I'm promising you I am coming. There will be two groups. One group will mourn and one group are the elect and they'll look up. And they'll say, behold, this is our God. We have waited for him and he will save us. And it's my prayer, Sharissa, that we will be part of that group Who are referred to here by Jesus as the elect.
2: Amen. I like that, the two, the demarcation between the two. Mm. One's looking up. Mm, (laughs) And we can be ready by looking up to Jesus every single day. Indeed, indeed. And yeah, thank you for sharing those thoughts and really looking forward to next week. We're going to close with prayer, but before we do, we want to acknowledge that we've received a prayer request. One of our listeners, Paula, has asked us to remember her sister. Bernadette who is going through a very severe battle with cancer at this time she's also facing some new issues with heart and lungs so Lord we want to we want to lift that up in prayer Let's pray our loving Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the Bible. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you have not left us, forsaken us, but you have promised that he will come soon to take us to a better world. Mm, and at amen. this time, we want to pray for our listeners. We pray that you help them to keep looking up, to not be afraid of the times in which we live, but to be excited because each day brings us closer to the day when we will see Jesus face to face. We want to pray for Paula's sister Bernadette. Lord, Lord, be near to her. We pray for your hand of healing to rest upon her. We ask, Lord, that you would strengthen her through this time of crisis and may she know that you are with her each and every step of this way through this valley. We know that you are our gentle shepherd, the good shepherd, who is with us even when Mm. we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So, Lord, we trust you. We commit our lives to you now and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, folk, for joining us. Um, we did have a bit of a glitch with our code word, but we're going to re- look to rectify that. We're going to be talking to the big boss, Robbie, um, <laughs> in the course of this week, so we will look to rectify that and get that all sorted. In the meantime, folk, remember, faith always looks up. <laughs> Anything else looks down. Keep looking up. God bless you and we'll catch you next time.
0: Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up When there's pain deep in your heart Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up Should the tears
6: begin to start. With a prayer, all your cares, He will cast into the depths of the sea. His love is always there for
3: me.